All right, bro, we are live. So, uh, hey, everybody who's going to be uh, checking this out on Facebook and YouTube, uh, Matt Farnham here. I got my good friend John Sanders with me today. Um, this is my first go with a new toy that I'm playing with uh, called StreamYard, uh, but it's a new software where we can actually have a conversation uh, where we're not face to face, but almost feel like it and uh, have the chance to kind of have this conversation live. So, Folks can engage with us, ask questions, comment, and uh, anyways, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, what I'm doing specifically with this episode, as many of you may have seen, uh, hopefully by now, our Real Life at Level 10 series that we're doing, uh, where I discuss insights of real estate leadership and personal growth. John's actually been a guest on that series in the past, uh, talking about title and escrow. But I wanted to have level 10 conversations where there's so many people in my life that that I personally believe are, are living a level 10 life, whether that's in business, maybe as a father or husband or uh, some type of leader in the community and uh, so forth. Uh, John's a good friend and one of those people that I admire in, in many ways. But I want to have conversations just around COVID-19, around uh, different industries, what people are kind of working through, challenges that they're they're having to adapt through. And then specific, you know, the real estate market when applicable and, and John is in that world with me. So uh, just a little bit of small talk for a minute there to kind of get a chance to get people on here. But uh, that's kind of the intro. Of course, you can get more information on YouTube. Uh, the Real Life at Level 10 series is all on YouTube. Um, and then, of course, uh, teamfarnum.com is is my website for our team. And, and uh, we help families buy and sell real estate here in Las Vegas. And uh, so let me just kind of introduce John Sanders here. So, John, why don't you uh, tell everybody what you do, your company, and just a little bit about you? Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I know uh, I love experimenting with new uh, technology, gizmos, gadgets, and this is one that uh, popped up onto my radar just, gosh, within the last 48 hours. And uh, so I'm glad that you took the reins to, to give it a try. And I'm right behind you learning as I go. So I appreciate it, but uh, no. So I'm part of uh, Chicago titles residential team here in Las Vegas. I've been with Chicago title for about uh, almost 16 years now. Um, love, love being part of the Chicago title family. And uh, in addition to my role uh, with Chicago title, I also am part of uh, the national commercial services division of the parent company, which is fidelity national title group. So um, absolutely love it. Uh, love helping uh, real estate professionals, both on the residential side as well as the commercial side. Uh, you know, generate opportunities to uh, to create business and and help them get it closed. Yeah, and, and, and those of you that are watching, uh, you may have been impacted by John's services uh, indirectly, but uh, John is a huge asset to me and my team and what we do every day to help families buy and sell homes. Uh, so he's, he's actually had a chance to meet many of you face to face, but, um, so John personally, just how are you doing with everything going on? How's your family? Is everybody healthy and safe? We are, you know, I, first of all, I really appreciate you asking that question because I think it's one that we, we need to, we're part of community, right? And, and you're a friend of mine and, and, and we check in on each other, but it, it, sometimes we take it for granted, um, that just kind of things are good, but, um, you know, I have. Good days and bad days. I, I my family is healthy. That's first and foremost. Uh, um, and and I, I, I'm so thankful. Um, God has has absolutely blessed us uh, in in that regard. We are healthy. We are we are happy. But 
but it's it's challenging. You know, I have uh, some good days. I have some bad days. Just being transparent and honest, there's there's it, it's not easy. Uh, everybody is struggling uniquely with things that are going on in their lives. I'll give you a perfect example for for the Sanders household. My wife's a school teacher and a damn good one, by the way. But <laughs> she's a, she's a school teacher and she's working at home. And Emma, our daughter, is in fifth grade and she's schooling from home. And so we kind of have have separated ourselves. Emma is in in a room, and Andrea is over at one table, and I'm over at this table, and and we're constantly going, and we're all plugged in. But uh, but it's difficult if I'm making phone calls to clients, or I'm trying to do uh, events like this, and and uh, you know there's distractions going on, or you know God forbid somebody knocks on the front door and my dog goes bananas. But that's all part of kind of the new norm now it's it's different but but then from a mindset side there's there's times where you kind of get into some some struggles uh i try to get up and go for a walk two or three times a day even if it's just kind of around the around the block just to get some some sun stuff like that try to engage mm-hmm. with my daughter a little bit we try to do a couple of fun things maybe not every day um but most days I can tell you, I'm really good at Uno. I'm dominant <laughs> at Uno. But I, I'll I'll throw this out to anybody that's playing games. Uh, we throw a little wrinkle on it. And Matt, I'd suggest maybe you do something similar uh, as well. So we play Uno. But what we do is the first person, be it Emma or Andrea or myself, the first person to win three games gets to pick the movie of the night or the show of the night. And I'll tell you what, you've never seen a, uh, an 11-year-old play Uno harder than when she knows that she's got to watch, you know, a, a, a movie that dad picks. That's like the end of the evening. She doesn't, she doesn't like it. So anyway, she, think, she, think she doesn't want to Uno. watch The Legend of Bagger Vance or The Natural or something <laughs> like that. You know, I've shared with you before that I've only seen one Star Wars movie in my life, and we got that Disney Plus thing. My my wife got that, and so the other day I, I said, if if we win, I'm gonna watch a Star Wars movie. And I kid you not, Emma just she focused in and she was ready, <laughs> and she and I think my wife ended up winning, and we watched like Sister Act. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Star Wars. Hey, and I saw Emma's got a Christmas tree in her little uh, school home office right now. It's perfect. Yeah, she does. She's got the Christmas tree set up. She's got some stuffed animals as her her audience when she's she's uh, doing her schoolwork. And but she's plugging away, man. I I really feel both for for all the parents out there that are trying to instruct their kids at such a difficult time, but also for the kids. This is so unique and different that. They want to be as much as they hate going to school. They really want to be at school right now. They want to be connected with their friends. They miss them. They miss all the things that are going on. Um, I've never had to deal with anything like this. I don't think you have either, Matt. It's just, I just, I feel sorry for these kids right now. It's tough. Yeah, it's, it's uncharted territory for sure. So you, you shared, John, a little bit of what what's changing for you. You're obviously working at home. You're a very social guy whose job is to literally visit realtors and call on realtors on a daily basis to come by and just show your face for a few minutes and make sure that our needs are met and things like that. So how are you adapting? I'm sure some of your challenges, as you said, is just not, you know, dodging your family. I know as 
I'm in my wife's home office right now. We've just recently moved. There's nothing on the walls. The dining room's loud. I come to this room and my kids keep running by the window in front of me. I see their little heads. So it's hard to find space and balance, you know, that time to be productive. But how, how are you adapting to that? And for being somebody who's usually so active and, and out and about, what's that struggle like for you right now? Yeah, thanks for asking. It's a great question. You know, it's hard. Uh, I am not one to have ever embraced working from home. Uh, I'm very structured. I'm very regimented in what I do and how I do it. My day, I time block uh, quite a bit throughout the day. Um, so working from home has definitely been an adjustment for me. It took me a good week to even have some idea of what normal would look like in, in working from home. Uh, I still tweak it a little bit, but, um, but I mean, I do certain things similar. Uh, I, I was having a conversation the, the other day and it was, you know, the first and foremost, get my butt in the seat, just get in this spot, plug in. So I still wake up relatively early. I still take a shower, you know, pretty early. I'm, I'm ready to go. So at about 7:45 ish, eight o'clock, I'm, I'm plugged in, I'm ready to go. And there, there are certain things that aren't affected, whether it's email communications, um, but then there's things that are entirely different. I've taught more people how to jump on Zoom in the last three weeks than I have ever. Um, and, and then using video, whether it be video text to let people know of CE classes, that uh, virtual CE classes that we have or events that are coming up. Uh, one of the things that I do every day is I try to write 10 handwritten notes every day. I try to write five in the morning and then I try to write five after lunch. Um, it's just, it's another way to connect with somebody. If I can't walk into your office, uh, or have lunch or set an appointment, they're all things I can do. So for me, I have a list of all the, you know, don't focus on all the things I can't do, which would be to, to schedule an appointment with you physically. Um, but focus on all the different ways that I could touch you or reach out to you or ask you how you're doing. Um, ask you if you need anything, uh, virtually. Zoom calls or, or notes or picking up the phone, making those calls. But it's it's definitely different, Matt, because you know me well enough to know that uh, I build my business very much relationally. Um, I love to hang out with people. I, I like to help them. Um, I think that they see me and kind of how I really am, um, not, not kind of sales executive John Sanders Chicago title, but just, hey, I'm raising my hand. I'd love to help you if there's anything that you need. And I can't do that sitting in my dining room, um, you know, far, far away from people. So, so it's hard, um, but, but I'm, I'm trying my best. You know, I, I told Valerie the other day, it's just, if I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday, then, then that's good. And if I do it every day until we get to go back to what normal might be, then, then, then I'll be in good shape. Well, you said it, man. As long as I think so many people right now are focusing on what they can't do, like you just alluded to. Um, but right now it's all about what can I do? What can I do differently uh, just to stay positive? And, you know, I think practicing gratitude right now is critical for everybody. I think it just makes such an impact on your day and those around you. Uh, I know you're you're naturally a very, uh, you know, grateful person. I'm I'm sure that's impacting you right now as well. 
Well, and, and I'll throw out something that uh, you do every day, and, and I wish I was a little better at, but I'll, I'll be honest, kind of getting to the gratitude, but also getting into mindset is I've really been focused on reading the proverb of the day. Uh, I know you do that a lot going uh, back to our buddy Vance Pittman, but um, I struggled at that. Um, I mean, I'm off and on. If, if I'm honest, consistency wise, I'm off and on, but that's something that it's really helped me. I, I don't want to say that it's inspirational every morning, but it's it's absolutely mindset wise, just kind of snapped me into another spot. Um, and just and that's one little win, right? If I write down my wins for the day, um, again, getting my butt in the seat at, at kind of eight o'clock, but also um, we've talked about Miracle Morning a few different times, and and it's just mindset rise, Get, getting my however whatever normal is now getting my mindset right to what normal is today, April 16th. Right. Yeah. Proverbs is, uh, Vance used to say everlasting wisdom for everyday life. So it's, that's good stuff, man. Um, question for you. What, what would you say right now? You know, I think right now is a season where we all have a chance to get a new perspective or a fresh perspective on our lives, whether that's your work life balance, your business, your family, um, your role in leadership or whatever, wherever it is that, you know, you're living right now, wherever industry you're in, whatever, but perspective. Um, so what would you say? What are you learning about yourself right now? How do you think your perspective on on all those types of things is changing and might actually be different on the back end of, of this COVID-19 season? You know, one of the things that I was thinking about a couple of days ago was, I feel as though I am a leader, but I'm not necessarily in a position of leadership within my company. Uh, my my past experiences, I, I I was in a position of leadership within the operations that I ran, but but within Chicago Titles operation, um, I, I I never I never saw myself as like a, a true uh, leader of of the of the, the people, so to speak, that that's Eric's job or that's Val's job. Um, and, and my perspective is it's, it's changed because we can all lead in whatever way we choose to. You don't have to have a title to be a leader. I can lead simply by the things that I do, the way that I act, the attitude that I bring to work every day, the attitude I bring home every day or in the instances of when I don't even leave the house, the attitude that I have on a consistent basis. So that's one thing that has changed the perception of this idea of leadership within the workplace. Um, it's not that I'm taking on a kind of cheerleader, rah, rah, rah leadership, but maybe one from having been through some tough times when others haven't and coaching them through. I sent an email out to uh, our Chicago title team yesterday and it was, it was spinning off of a podcast that I did with a, a buddy of mine named uh, Hyam. quick shout out to him, but it was um, we had, we talked about this, this idea of, you know, what does it look like to win the day? What do I do today to win the day? It, it, it's different than what it was in the past. So anyway, that's one key thing of how my mind has shifted. The other thing is, is from a family perspective, obviously, you know, you're an amazing father, amazing husband to, to your wife and, and you take it for granted 
sometimes you go to work and, and you work a long day and you come home and, and um, I have a tendency to unplug, um, kind of shut it down. I talk all day long and, and I, I kind of laugh, but my wife would be the first one to tell you that I'm the worst communicator in the world. And I can sit here and talk with you for 20 minutes, but once I walk through the door, I've said every word I need to say during the course of the day and I get in the house and I just stop talking, especially if there's a game on, right? If, if there's a Knights game on or, or my beloved San Francisco Giants, like I'm, I'm in it. I might even go in another room. <laughs> um, but, uh, but just being present, uh, it, you know, again, I'm not one to play games all the time, but I'm looking at a rummy cube box right now. It's another game. Just, but those are two things that, Hopefully, uh, we can continue to take from this because I bet you we haven't played Uno five times in the last three years, and I bet you we play it almost every night now. So, just small little things like that. I love it, man. You made me think of that Marion Williamson quote. I love that poem that she. It's our deepest fear poem, but um, you talk about being in a role of leadership. That that doesn't mean that you got to be a pastor of a huge church or Eric leading Chicago title, but it's just about living a life that inspires others. And part of the quote is, um, you know, we were all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make uh, manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And it goes on from there. But that's something I think about all the time is I want to live a life that inspires others to live their best life. You know, whether that's how they're a, a spouse or a father or, or, or mom or, or business leader or whatever. We all have an opportunity to have an impact and you definitely have more of an impact than you realize, bro. So you're, well, a- I, I appreciate that. I really do. I'd, uh, you know, it's, I'm a work in progress. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think about uh, every once in a while, I, I read a book that a guy by the name of Eric Hatch wrote and, uh, and he, he talked about uh, be a chapter in everybody else's book. And, and it really is the idea that how can you help others reach you know, places that, that they couldn't, couldn't go, whether it's business wise or personally, it, c- it could be anything, but it's not about me. It's if I focus on helping everybody else out, um, be a chapter in their book, so to speak, then, uh, and that's going to be a whole lot more gratifying than if I'm constantly just focusing on myself. No doubt. So a little bit more real estate specific, just uh, curious your thoughts and your feelings being so close to it. Like I am, how do you think your title and escrow industry and then kind of segue into real estate from there? But what, what do you think is going to be different permanently on the back end of this whole thing in your world, in the title and escrow world specifically? Well, you know, it, it's changing almost every day. We get emails constantly about procedures that are being changed on the escrow side. Uh, obviously, um, about 85, 90% of the employees at Chicago Title are now working from home, myself included. Uh, I think that we have, you know, three, four, five people in, in each office maximum. Um, you know, some of the ways that they're communicating have changed. But but going forward, the, the one big thing that jumps up right off the bat is uh, notary. I mean, how do you go into a closed office to sign your loan documents or, or sign sign your documents to close? I know that we're working on uh, this system, this RON system or, or remote notary, if you will. Um, and I don't know all the details to it, but I have to believe that as an industry, we embrace the ability for buyers and sellers to sign their documents 
uh, without having to go into an office. One, from a convenience standpoint, I, I think that you know there has to be a way that you can do it, but also to be able to protect people. Uh, we have you know 10 or 15 people coming into our office every day to sign their documents, um, maybe even more in, in some offices, and to protect them from what others might be carrying in um, to protect others from they may be carrying in. I think that's one that is absolutely critical in in figuring out. I don't know all the 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 ways to answer that. I know that the lenders need to get on board with uh, their acceptance of that type of of document signing, but uh, that's something that is key. Um, another thing that I, I think will will we will benefit from moving forward is really th this em embracing of certain technology, whether it's this type of software or it's, it's Zoom, it's the ability to, to, to connect while not in person. I think sales can, can utilize it. I think that escrow can utilize it because even if you're not face-to-face, -face, if, if you're in a video setting like this, you and I are very much connected with this conversation. We may not be sitting across from one another, but the technology allows us to kind of be in the room together without having to necessarily be sitting across from one another. So I think that those are just two of the ways that my industry or two of the things that my industry can do to, to use the resources available to us that we're learning right now to move forward and make things a little better. Yeah. yeah. Same thing's true in our world too, is real estate sales is just the ability to have virtual appointments and, and I think the new norm, you know, buyers are going to, buyers specifically will adjust to being comfortable with the idea of, of what virtual tours can show them or 3D scans or all these different technologies that we may have already been using, but now more of my peers out there are starting to adopt and, and get used to. So more and more clients out there are going to get exposed to them. So yeah, things are going it, to, it's actually going to be great on the back end of this. I think things will be more efficient, um, you know, a little bit more uh, opportunities to, to meet reach more people where they are uh, in a timely manner. So I'm excited about that at, at least. So real estate. Uh, so obviously that's my world I'm in every day, but you are too, because uh, it's your job to to kind of keep tabs and, and bring value to folks like me, which you do a great job. But what what's your perspective right now on real estate, kind of what we're walking through right now and where do you think we're headed? Um, yeah, I'll probably join you in this conversation a bit, but that's, that's kind of, that's what everybody wants to know. I'm getting multiple phone calls a day. What, what do I do, Matt? And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to have an opinion right now, to be honest with you. Uh, but people look to us and, and they want it. Yeah. I've been asked this question many a times and I preface it by saying, you know what, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'll throw out my opinion and, and we'll see, uh, see what happens. But, um, I, I was talking with Eric and Val a little earlier today and we're, we're, we're pleasantly surprised by, um, some of the numbers that we're seeing both within our operation as well as kind of valley wide. Um, there's no doubt that we've we've seen a little bit of a dip in, in some of the orders coming through. Um, but there's plenty of business still out there. Now, again, I say that it's easy for me to say I'm not on the agent side listing or, or working with buyers and all the hurdles that they're going through. But uh, but we're just looking at it as an opportunity to go out and get whatever market share we can that's available. Um, deals are still happening. I, I can't give you an exact number um, 
Clark County wide, but um, are we down? Yeah, we're down slightly. Uh, there's still refinance transactions that are coming through. Um, there's great opportunity that's out there. I've watched probably five or six different, uh, you know, Facebook events the past four or five days. And some will say that, you know, I, I was on a, watching a deal the other day, values are going to go up and then turn straight to another one and values are going to go down. And I, I don't know which one is true. I, they both made very good arguments as to why they, they think that they will do both. Um, but I try to put myself simply in the in the shoes of the consumer. Um, if if I needed to to sell my home for some reason, then I I would have no problem in doing it right now. Um, I would seek wise counsel. Um, I would exp you know kind of express all of my concerns, and I would listen to the professionals that know um, best, um, and then trust in in their guidance. But then there's if I don't need to make a purchase right now, I'm sitting on the sidelines. I'm I'm waiting to see what happens. Uh, there's there's hopefully there there's not a, a a sense of urgency to have to do one or the other. Um, but again, there's many people that are coming into town. Um, they can't live in their car. They can't live in a resort. Uh, there's very few options for them. If you had packed up your your home, expecting to move out to Las Vegas, um, you need a house. You need to close. You know, it, 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 so so business is still business still going on. Um, but you know, my belief, and this is just just throwing it out there for for John Sanders. I think that we're going to start to see on May first some change. I think that it'll be kind of a month long process of how we roll this whole thing out. Mm -hmm. Um, I will reference one, uh, UCLA has a, uh, it's called the Anderson School of Management. Uh, I follow them and I read a lot of what they put out. And generally speaking, it's, it's specific to Southern California, but oftentimes we see uh, in the Clark County market uh, what, Clark, what, uh, what Southern California has. And they talked about this idea of uh, unemployment kind of ultimately hitting a bottom and then growing back up and growing um, over the course of, of two years before we get back to what we would see in kind of March. I, I think that that's going to be a little bit different just because when, when we do flip the switch, um, it you can't just all of a sudden overnight go back to the economy going, right? There's so much that needs to, to go on. But I see us as recovering a little bit quicker um, on that side. Um, I could be completely wrong, but um, I know that for me and my wife, when, when we get the green light, when, when we are reasonably comfortable with doing so, we're going to go somewhere. We've been in the house for, for a long time, whether it's a weekend in San Diego um, or in Newport or just a, a staycation at, at a hotel. I can't help but believe that there are people in Southern California that would love to come to Vegas for a weekend because they've been in their house for so long or in Phoenix or name wherever, not suggesting that occupancy rates in the resorts go to 97%. Um, but, but I think that uh, we all want to get out and go back to anything close to normal, whatever that normal is. So I, I, I do think that uh, we rebound when I say quick, 12 months, 18 months, 
Anyway, I, I, let's write that down and revisit it 12 months from now and see if I'm anything close to correct, but, yeah. uh, but we'll see. Well, what uh, I think what you said is, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with is the key. And that's what we're telling our, our folks right now is, is I don't have a crystal ball. I mean, I have my opinions and I have my assumptions, but we don't know how long this is going to drag out. We really don't. Uh, we don't know what's going to roll out next from the government that could derail any assumptions we had. Uh, every time that, you know, there's involvements with financing with homebuyer programs and bond programs and free money and all this type of stuff, it, it just, it, it ignites more activity, which is a bit manufactured activity that influences the market. So, you know, $2 trillion obviously has impacts and, and we got to see how that plays out. And we don't know what else they might roll out, but whatever it is you're comfortable with, if, if you're comfortable selling your home, great. Let's come up with the best game plan we can to guide you through that process. If you're not, then wait, don't sell your home. Uh, same thing with buying. Interest rates are incredibly low right now. There's a lot of advantages right now. You know, 60 days ago, that home that you wanted, you probably would have competed with three or four or five other offers or more. Well, now today you might actually get that home that you really wanted because maybe two or three of those offers aren't there and maybe you get concessions too. Wow. You know, something like that. So, but again, it's what are you comfortable with and there's no right or wrong answer. And then what professionals need to do right now is guide people, whichever path they're comfortable. But, um, you know, I, I agree with what a lot of what you said. I really think that, you know, is it going to impact the, the real estate market? Sure. Maybe temporarily, but you know, the, life is a marathon. It's a, it's an infinite game. It's not a finite game. There's no beginning and end to real estate. So is the real estate market going to suffer big? I don't think so. You know, I really don't. I think we're going to see a, a, you know, somewhat of a V-shaped recovery, maybe not as sharp up as it is down, you know, but uh, it's, it's going to. The real estate market was so fundamentally strong before this whole thing started that, uh, you know, our wages were up and, you know, the housing prices haven't been out of whack. Interest rates are low. Affordability is great. There's tons of equity in homes across the country. Uh, it, we're in a good place. And this was just an unforeseen, you know, thing that came into our market and is a disruption, but I don't think it's going to change the world, but you got to do what you're comfortable with for sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I've obviously follow you on Facebook and see so much of the, the content that you put out uh, education wise to anybody that will consume it. And I think you did a great job of explaining so much about what we just went into, you know, that I know based on conversations that, that I've had along with simply how I feel, we, it, we're never going to get over the experiences that we had of the economic downturn that we saw in, you know, call it seven, eight, nine, 10 or eight, nine, 10. Um, that's always going to be a, a, a wound or a, a bruise, so to speak, that is never going to go away. And any, any time something remotely close happens, our mind immediately shifts to this idea of, oh man, it's 2008 all over again. And that was so far outside the realm of what we thought could happen. But then hindsight's 2020, right? We look back and we can make a list of a hundred reasons why we're like, yeah, that kind of should have saw that one coming this one entirely different you know i know you put out a, a a piece the other day that talked about you know all in all the previous recessions i think there's like only one or two times where home values have gone down uh in a recession and as you look at that and you you understand the reasons 
kind of why there was a recession. Um, granted, again, the the previous one was a big one, but it was it was kind of say bank created. There's a, there are a lot of different fingers that you can point, but but it was it was kind of man made. Um, this one, we didn't see this coming. There's it's all the we were number one in job growth. We were number one in wage growth and we were number one in population growth. Speaking of Clark County, um, Jeremy Agroyo with applied analysis would tell you, you know, no economist ever would, would say that, you know, those are three things are going to create a bad economy. I mean, when you got good, good job growth, good wage growth, good population growth, that's a healthy economy. Um, and then seemingly overnight, the switch was flipped and here we are present day. Um, but that does not equal a, a crazy crash. Right, right. Again, coming from an idiot that doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, you know, it's, but again, it's, we have to, we, we can't be naive to think that, that uh, you know, unemployment isn't going to affect things either. So for example, you know, Vegas specifically, you know, I hate to say this out loud, but reality is not everybody's going to get hired back. You know, these companies are going to, they're going to restructure, they're going to become more efficient, they're going to reorganize, uh, figure out how they can use technology to to do more with less people. And I don't know the number, but maybe 80% of the people on the strip get hired back. I, I have really no clue. That's just a total guess. But, you know, but also I think something like this is going to create new opportunities, a lot of new opportunities. Uh, people are sitting at home right now with all types of brilliant ideas of the next small business they're going to start, and that's going to create jobs. And, you know, it's going to take time for this whole thing to flesh out. But, you know, I think it's, it's, it's exciting to think a year from now what, what our city could look like, um, not just relationally, how people just enjoy connecting with each other, but new opportunities and businesses and ideas that are thriving as a result of being quarantined for a number of weeks at home. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a challenge, man. It's a challenge. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, John, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but man, I appreciate you being the, the kind of a guinea pig with me to have this first level 10 conversation. And man, I, I admire you and respect you and, and thanks for your insights. And I know you're leading your family at home and, and uh, trying to bring value to us realtors out there that, you know, I know many of realtors in this city right now are, are just kind of paralysis from analysis. They don't know what to do and they're scared and, and, uh, but reality is, man, people need our help. We need it. Realtors need to lead the charge, you know, for this back to, to life we're going to have in a few years. But we're on the front lines of building community. So uh, we got to be ready to this pent up demand we're going to have. You know, we better be ready because people need help and they're all going to call it once in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's no doubt. I think that uh, without question, realtors will be able to show true value uh in the next call it three four months in their ability to have high level quality conversations with their clients their sphere of influence their past clients um as well as people reaching out to them with with future opportunities uh the the ones that can have those high level conversations not suggesting that they they can read a crystal ball but just understand where we are and 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 massage them through the process, I think are the ones that are going to be the most successful in the end. Right. Perfectly said. So John, if, if people have Tyler and escrow questions, um, how can they get a hold of you? What's the best email for you? Or what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, just uh, the real easy way is just to Google John Sanders, uh, Chicago title, but, uh, but you can 
email me at john.sanders at ctt.com or, uh, or give me a call at 702-528-2429 or on Facebook, just type in John Sanders and send me a message. Perfect. And we'll, we'll tag you on this post so people can find you on Facebook too. I'm still learning how to do that before we go live, but uh, this is, uh, you know, uncharted territories, but exciting changes that we're getting to learn. Yeah, I think it's great, man. You're embracing new new stuff. We got to give it a try. You know, I'm always one of those that fails to take action because I don't want to screw up or, or make myself look goofy. And uh, you'd grab the bull by the horns and, you know, no more than two hours after dialing up, here we are going live and I'm going to do another one. Well, you say you fail to take action. That, that might have been true a year from now. I've seen nothing but action from you in the last year. <laughs> it's, it's awesome, dude. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, man. We'll catch you later, John. Appreciate you coming on. See you, Matt. But, all right, guys. Uh, again, this is Matt Farnham. This is a new thing uh, called Level 10 Conversations, uh, where we're talking about real life at Level 10, uh, insights on real estate leadership and personal growth. Uh, I'm excited to have more of these conversations uh, here in the future. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And you can always go to YouTube and check out the full series, Real Life at Level 10. Uh, we talk a lot about different things in real estate and leadership and so forth. Hope you find value always want to hear from you, share, comment, post, and so forth. And we can use those for future content ideas as well. So we're signing off and we'll catch you next time. Thanks guys.